Looking for your next TV show or movie to binge? Well, buckle up, grab the remote, and settle into your couch for this special edition of Crossing the Streams. We're here to help you tune in and get the most out of those 50 monthly streaming channels you're currently paying for. So without any further ado, here's your host of Crossing the Streams, Jeff Dwoskin. Hey, everybody. It is Jeff Dwoskin. Hope all is great. Welcome to the bonus episode. This is going to be the most bonafistic episode ever. It's a very special episode. I'm making up words. That's how special it is. I know why you're here. You're here for TV binge watching suggestions and you're going to get them. Normally, this episode is a collection of live segments from our live show that we do every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook, Twitter, and the YouTube. But this bonus episode is an extra special one just for you. That's right. This is the celebrity edition of Crossing the Streams. Jackie the Joke Man Martling returns to the podcast to share an update on the documentary about his life called Joke Man. Give us a little insider's look at that documentary. And also Jackie the Joke Man shares some awesome TV binge watching suggestions. And why wouldn't he? That's why you're here. So if you want to watch TV like a celebrity, get ready and enjoy this chat with Jackie the Joke Man Martling. And get your pen out so you can write down all the TV shows he recommends. And that's coming up right now. All right. Well, welcome to a celebrity edition of Crossing the Streams with me today for the third time. Jackie, the joke man, Martling. I never get sick of being referred to as a celebrity, even decades after I even was close. But thank you, Jeffrey. Thank Uh. you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) you are a celebrity after all you've done you've earned the moniker wear it proud sir you've got thank you i i accept (laughs) so you've got exciting news you got a, a documentary ready to roll it's so fun the documentary was finished just before the pandemic shifted into high gear so it's been ready forever it's so it took so long Artie Lang was going to be in the podcast, I mean, in the documentary. And then uh, before they got to him, he screwed up. He got beat up. He wound up in the hospital, wound up in jail. I was like, oh, there goes that. But the damn pod, why I say pod, that documentary took so long to get together that he was cleaned up, fixed and out. We got to go and interview him for it. It just took so long that we wound up getting Artie. It's been roundly, it's just soundly rejected by every every film festival nowadays. It's so woke and, you know, so weird. And we got rejected from all the film festivals. But they only take very few documentaries and they're all so serious. I'm like, well, wouldn't you want a funny documentary to kind of sprinkle in there, you know, the, a little spice? But the good news is we, I'm not going to say where, but there's a really good chance we're on a, getting on a major, one of the major cable networks, which is which will be huge for me, you know, and huge for the thing. Um, we screened it once on Long Island. Everybody loved it. And we're screening it on uh, on February 12th, on Lincoln's birthday, literally a half mile from Bill Clinton's house in Chappaqua. So I'm hoping Bill and Hillary stop by to have a look. But that's exciting. Uh, it's called Joke Man, two words, Joke Man. And it's got uh, Artie Lang, Penn Jillette. Willie Nelson, Mark Cuban, Stuttering John, Billy West, Steve Grillo from the old show. I mean, everybody and his mother is in this except for Howard, Robin, Gary, and Fred. None of them are in it at all, which is, you know, 
but that's it. That's interesting. You know, it, it's, uh, did they not want to, not, did you not ask them or? Of course I asked them, you know, Fred said, I'd love to be in it, but you know, I can't, uh, Gary said, no, I don't know how he said no. Robin, I think ignored it. And I'm not even sure I bothered to ask Howard if, if that's neither here nor there. And it's interesting. You know, I have a very odd life and it's, a, it's an odd, uh, series of events, my life. And then everybody seems to really like it. But you know, when your family and friends go to a screening and they all love it, that's not really, <laughs> that's not a real good litmus test, Jeff. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, everybody loved it. My mother, my father, my uncle, you know, a lot of people getting a real kick out of it, you know? Cool. And then is it your, your whole career or is it like, it was- it's, it's my, it's uh soup to nuts, you know, from it, God created heaven and earth and the joke man. It's the whole journey, you know, the whole journey. I had a whole horrible life before. I had my horrible Howard Stern life and a whole horrible life after. And uh, it hits everything, you know. It's a, it's a little embarrassing and a little funny. And pr- I promise you'll get a kick out of it. I promise you. I watched it. You shared it with me. You shared me at least a rough cut of it last time we talked. I enjoyed oh, so it a fun, lot. Right? Yeah, I liked uh, you're hanging with um, Willie Nelson, telling jokes in a diner. There's a lot of... A lot of great intimate that stuff. Was, that uh, was not a diner. That was Willie's. That's Willie's bus. Oh, that was Willie's that, bus. <laughs> that little Formica table is in his bus. Yeah, I've been in there like a dozen times, you know, sitting with him, getting stoned and telling stupid jokes and laughing. He's a great character. Just a great, great, great character. You know, that's awesome. That's awesome. And then footage of Rodney Dangerfield. No, nah, there's no footage of him. Just, you know, like a picture of me or a couple of pictures of me with him and, and the story about him and the stories I tell about him. There's so many stories about him. I could do a whole documentary, just the absurd stuff that every time he opened his mouth, it was funny. You know, he wasn't trying to be funny, but it, it just that character is so set in stone. I got a podcast starting, which is exciting. I don't know about you. I, I've never done one. Everybody's always do a podcast, do a podcast, do a podcast. And I call into a billion of them. You know how much I enjoy talking to you and talking to everybody and going on and on, but I've never really wanted to do one. And everybody's like, do one, do one. And now I'm doing one. And like, I'm scared to death. You know, you don't know if anybody's going to listen or they're going to hate it or they're going to tell you to go home. And it's the fear of failure is a wonderful thing. You know, like, you you know, you got to go out there and fail if you want to get anywhere. What's the name of your podcast, Jackie? Stand Up Memories. It's me and Peter Bales who actually used to come see my band in the seventies. And then he started hosting at the comic strip and he came up to me we had, we did a show on long Island to get long Island comedy going. And he used to come out with the guys from uh, the city. Cause he had a car and he said, you really should come into the comic strip. And we've been fast friends ever since he started the comic strip at the same time as Paul Reiser and Jerry Seinfeld and Larry Miller and Dennis Wolfberg, that whole pack that was his and Carol Leifer. That was his rat pack. You know, who Carol Leifer is. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and we've been real dear pals ever since. And he's a history professor and he's very dry and, and he's kind of quiet, which makes me look like a bull in a china shop. And then I was going to do this podcast. He was the first guy I interviewed. And I said, man, this is great. And we wound up talking. We've done 20 shows. We haven't talked to another human being except each other. It's weird how that happens. It just flowed. You know, the story about the fog of war when the Elliot, oh God, what, what's his name? The, the, I'll think of it, but the incredible documentarian. Eric, I don't know, he was going to do a documentary on the Vietnam War, and he was going to interview all these different people, and he was hoping he could get Robert McNamara for an hour, because that would be the piece de resistance for his documentary. He got McNamara, and he was smart enough to put him in a different room so McNamara wasn't 
looking at him so he could open up and he operated the camera from another room. McNamara talked for 24 hours. And this documentary called The Fog of War is just Robert McNamara. And it is staggering. But that was not his plan going in. You know what I mean? It just, the way things blossom, it's really amazing. You know, just just crazy, crazy. I'm sorry, that's a little bit of a tangent. But, you know, same thing with me. I'm sitting there talking to Peter. Here we are 20 shows later. We haven't had a guest yet. I don't want to just have another, you know, have a comedian come on and say, you know, I don't want to talk to a guy like me. I started out at a very early age. You know, my family thought I was funny. All right, what are you going to do? Podcast started February 2nd. It's going to start on Groundhog's Day. And we've got 20 shows that are like between, I don't know, 15 and 30 minutes each. You know, we, uh, we just start yakking and then figure out a place to cut. It's stuff that happened and it's stories and history stories and comedy stories and they never get old to me. And I, I think they're interesting. How interesting it is to the average person. You know how many stories you got. You know, if you take 10 people and tell them all your stories, are nine people going to enjoy the stories or are two people? There's no way to really know. And sometimes you tell stories on and on and say, I'm sorry. People are like, no, no. And there's been times on stage. I just do my act of jokes. But sometimes I'll just meander in, into a story and I get yakking. And, you know, 15 minutes later, I realize I'm still telling a story. And then I'll tell people, I'm sorry, I robbed you of all those jokes. And I'm like, no, that was the best part of the show. And all of a sudden, I'm like, well, what am I doing? Maybe I'm missing the boat here. You know? <laughs> people love stories. People love them. So how are you just going to release weekly then? Well, yeah, we're going to do a show. I think a show a week, maybe more than one the first week. You know, there's still a, this is a place called Tied In Media. And it's Tied In Studios. And the guy who started this media company is a very, very wealthy guy, very young, very wealthy. He's in real estate and he's in, I'm not sure if I should say what he does or what his name is, but he's a great guy and does incredible charity on Long Island. And I met him years ago. You know, it's always through a weird connection. I met him through Joey Reynolds, who was been a disc jockey. He was, he was the first, he was a shock jock before that term existed. All right. And he like followed Howard and us into NBC when we left. He did the whole Star Wars campaign when he worked at Warner Brothers. And he just dragged me to this uh, PinkTie.org event. I was one of a, a zillion B and C and D celebrities. You know what they get at these charity things. And I hit it off with this guy. And he always said he wanted to do a media company. And now he's got this media company. And we're the, the first podcast that's being launched on this. So nobody really knows what we're doing yet because it's all virgin territory, but we got their full support. You know, it's not like we got to worry about getting fired because we're the old You are the product. All right, well, everyone will check that out, and then we'll look for the Joke Man documentary when that's ready. So much- It's uh, by IKA Collective, and it will be announced all over jokeland.com. Anybody ever wants to know what I'm doing, it's jokeland.com, and it's interesting, and I still got my joke line, and I'm still tweeting like crazy all these jokes. So if I ever do something, at least I got a way to, a way to get to, to <laughs> you got you got to fall back. You got to fall back. I got to fall back. So in keeping with theme of, uh, this episode, what are some of the TV shows in, uh, that you're watching? Like, what do you stream? Well, I will tell you <clears throat> when I first started comedy and actually, you know, in the rock and roll days, you know, we're at the other end of the clock. So you're home at one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock. And in the late seventies, it was so funny. All the comics and musicians it was like when you got home late at night 
you would turn on Channel 11 or Channel 9 here in New York, and you would watch three episodes of Mary Tyler Moore, and then two episodes of the old Newhart show. And then the word on the street was, here's Lucy is God's way of telling comedians to go to bed. <laughs> so after watching all those great sitcoms, here's Lucy would come on and be like, yeah, and you couldn't turn the TV off quick enough. And it's so nostalgic. And what we've been doing is the best $9.99 I ever spent in my life was I bought season seven for the Mary Tyler Moore show. I guess it's on Prime. I got, you know, the whole thing of West Wing. And it's just like going to the movies. We watch an episode or two of Mary Tyler Moore, which is so brilliant. And if you're a comic or a writer, and any, if you know humor at all, I never stop being flabbergasted at how perfectly that is written. And the way it intersects, it's the characters, the writing is just spectacular. And I just, you know, I don't laugh at anything. And I'm sitting there laughing out loud. Ted Knight is such a magnificent asshole. He's just the best. And then watch however many episodes of West Wing. And my girlfriend will fall asleep and I'll watch a few more because, you know, you can come and go into it. It's just so good. It reminds you when there was a country and it's just, and it's liberal and it's just, I'm sure people would say, that's the crap you, I mean, I watch a lot of stuff, but those are the things that, I make sure. I just discovered this uh, man from on the high tower, which is on the high castle, which is beyond frightening. And uh, and I like all the stuff that's been out. You know, I was following billions. I kind of dropped off of billions. I love I love succession. Uh, succession. I love succession. We're obsessed. That's it's so great. What's the other? The magnificent. The John Goodman. Uh, oh, the righteous gemstones. Oh, that's so fantastic. Oh, my God, it's fantastic. He, you know, they're all so good. But but what I never miss, because sometimes you got to wait for the next episode or they'll skip a couple weeks. But Mary Tyler Moore and West Wing are always right there. And I got introduced West to West Wing in the greatest way. It's funny, my, my wife and I started watching West Wing and it was the second season. And we're like, holy crap, this is great. And there was a whole season of this already. And I had made fun, made fun, made friends with uh, George Clooney's assistant, Amy Cohen, because she she did us a solid boy. Gary hooked me up with her and they got us a missing episode of ER, which was a pivotal episode. And I actually got a VHS of it from her. We became fast friends and I went out there and had drinks with George, blah, 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 blah. So I called her and said, is there any way we could see the first episode, uh, the first season of West Wing? This is, you know, long before streaming or any of that crap. She mailed me. All 22 episodes on individual VHS tapes with no commercials. So it's just like when you watch it now, how it goes to black and comes up and goes to black and comes up. It was like we would OD. We would watch two, three, four, five at a time, and you just couldn't get enough. So it's nostalgic to watch it, but it's so good, and that's so well-written. And, and, and it's like, God, did I really used to care about the country this much? It was like... You know, I sound like a sloppy old liberal, but I don't really care. I'm going to be be 74 on Valentine's Day, so I don't have to answer to nobody. <laughs> well, so that's my advice. Mary Tyler Moore, if you don't think it's the funniest thing in the world, email me, jokeland at AOL.com, J-O-K-E-L-A-N-D at AOL.com. I give out my email address everywhere. And Jeff, you wouldn't believe, I get emails from 23-year-old guys and 27-year-old women saying, how much they love the Stern show and the old versions of it. They weren't even alive when I quit. 
you know, the, the God bless the internet. You know, it keeps things just afloat. You know what I'm talking about? I love how how connected you are with your fans. It's it's wonderful. Then I love your two pigs. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, both of them. Both of them. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's both. Uh, but you know the interesting thing about the West Wing and Mary Tyler Moore show, they both have a stellar lineup of top, top, top actors and actresses, and both of them. It's unbelievable, and you know. You think in retrospect, going back, well, three of them are good and the others are losing. Everybody is perfect. Everybody is perfect. You know, it's like, I don't know whether they drew the target around the dart, but it's great. It's great. I'm glad you agree with me. It's, you well, know. Mary Tyler Moore, Ed Asner, Valerie Harper, Gavin McLeod, Mary Tyler Moore, Ted Knight, Georgia Ingle, Cloris Leachman, Betty White, and of course, John Amos. It's like insane, insane amount it's, of talent right there. You know, so funny. I started taking acting lessons in the very early 2000s. And I had one coach and another, you know, a, a teacher and another teacher. You know, you float around trying to find somebody. And I, you meet some incredible people, just wonderful people. And most of them, were, they had no, oh, it's Jackie the Joke Man, because they are in a completely different world. They could have cared less. They had no idea who I was, which made it really great. You know, at the time, I was pretty well known. I started with this attractive woman and her, I, I would say, she might have been 40. She might have been 35. She might have been 50. I don't know. But she was blonde and very attractive, you know, married. No idea. There's no sex thing happening. But when somebody it's, when it's an attractive woman, it just it just it steps up your game. They know I'm a comedian. And so, you know, the opening, you have to stand up and do a little monologue and say who you are, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, I went to acting classes for like a month. And at the end of like maybe, a, you know, three weeks or a month, you go in and have a one on one with the teacher. So she can assess how you're doing. And I go in and sit with this woman, Elise. She says, you know, I've always had, you know, of course, have an affinity for comedians. You know, I said, oh, that's, I had no idea. She says, yes. Yeah. Well, my father was a comedian and her name's Elise Knight. And, you know, I know most comedians, you know, and I'm like going through my Rolodex. Like, I don't know that name. And she sees my quizzical look on my face. She goes, well, he's more of a comic actor. Jeff, I went white. I said, you're not going to tell me that I'm trying to be funny in the class of the daughter of Ted Knight. She said, yeah, who's, you know, he's a great guy. I'm like, you know, I wanted to kiss her feet. I said, that guy is beyond, beyond wonderful. And, and it, it, it was just, it was just very, it was a very, very odd thing, you know, very cool. You know, I would have never made that connection. If you take Ted Knight and George Costanza and Hank from Larry Sanders, the reason to me that all three of those guys are so spectacular is whenever you see them in the back of your mind, you're so worried that that's a little bit you. I'm not George Costanza. I'm not Hank, that pompous, self-righteous, uh, non-warranted ego, you know, just unbelievable. I get going. I, I should never have a cup of coffee before I talk to anybody. <laughs> no, you're great. No, these that was great stories and great picks. That's those are amazing. I, I think everybody should try and, and Mary Tyler Moore. That actually costs money. It costs nine ninety nine, and I think uh, you know I think I bought two seasons so far. You know, we started in the middle because we wanted Betty White there because uh, you know for obvious reasons she was great. I still have my twelve jokes that I wrote for the Betty White roast that nobody used, and that. Now I'm so ashamed of them because it's so disgraceful. You know, the only the Dean one I Martin can tell you was the, no, well, the, the Friars roasted. Oh, God. I wasn't on dais, but the, she was so old that her first diaphragm was made out of bark. 
Which is a great line. That's not too naughty, you know. I was watching the Dean Martin Rose, one of the older Dean Martin Rose, and she was on the panel. And they were making fun of her for being old then. And she was only 50. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She, she, she was there and back. She had the first woman's talk. She was a talk show host in 1949. The guy, she, she was on a talk show. And the guy she worked with got fired. And it became her show. Yeah. Not 59, 49. You know, there were probably two TVs, you know, like <laughs> I can't get enough of that crap. I love that crap. She's amazing. She is amazing. And you are amazing too, Jackie. So oh, much please. going on. I'm excited about your podcast. Can't wait. When this airs, it'll have debuted yesterday. So we'll, everyone will check that out. We'll look for your documentary so much. Yeah, and also your stand, book. Standupmemories.com. By then it should be right there. We can just click on it. Standupmemories.com. Yeah, people are still buying my book, The Joke Man Bowed a Stern. Like, I don't know when we talked, but I got a huge bump in sales. Did I? Did we already talk about that? Yeah, I think you told me when Howard released something, and then you yeah, got a huge bump. A book. Yeah, you know, people who bought this book also bought this book. <laughs> it was a nice bump. Well, when you're not selling many books, anything's a bump. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on your three uh, book sales. The uh, Jackie, you are now my first guest to appear in every year that I've done the podcast. So thank you for that. I am special, Dwaskin. <laughs> special. So special. You know the night that I met you? I'm sure we discussed this. You know who was at that show? Did we discuss that? Yeah, Pig Vomit. You told me that. Pig Vomit. Pig virus. Pig virus. Pig virus. Okay. They, they, you know, they for some reason they had to switch it for the movie, which is still interesting to me. Who he knows? He was pig virus, and the band was pig vomit, and then he was pig vomit in the movie. Somebody probably asked Howard for fourteen dollars, and he balked at it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for hanging with me Anytime, again. Please, every I see you over and over and over on Twitter and fa- all this stuff. I'm like, when's he going to call me again? So. Don't lose my number. Call me back. You always have an open invitation to be on my show. You're one of my favorites. Thank you, sir. Uh, You're a good guy. And anybody out there, please drop me an email. I promise I'll respond. And you take care of Detroit. You're being safe, I hope. We're all being safe. You stay safe too, my friend. Uh, Why not? Thanks, (laughs) man. I appreciate it, Jeff. I really do. Oh, my pleasure. Always. Thank you so much. All right, everyone, that was Jackie the Joke Man Martling with some amazing TV binge-watching suggestions. Can you really go wrong with Mary Tyler Moore Show, The West Wing, and even just the throwaway ones he mentioned, Billion Succession, The Righteous Gemstones? You guys got your money's worth with this episode. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, yeah. And then also check out the Joke Man documentary when that comes to your town or when it's streaming. If I find out before you do, I'll mention it on the podcast, of course. Well, that's it. That marks the end of the first celebrity edition of Crossing the Streams. Hope you enjoyed it. Perhaps we'll have future celebrity editions. In the meantime, you've got a lot to do. Go turn on the TV, grab your favorite spot on the couch, cross your own streams, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this special edition of Crossing the Streams. Visit us on YouTube for full episodes and catch us live every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now turn this off and go watch some TV. And don't forget to tell your family you'll be busy for a while.